I agree. I think it's something that a lot of people would benefit from of continuing having an ongoing, you know, therapist or someone to talk to. And I know here in the States, sometimes like it's kind of frowned upon in the black community. I think only recently it's become more open. And I think the newer generation also is very much more open to therapy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Improper Mimi. It's your host, Mimi Jacks, and I am just already having a great time with today's guest, and I cannot wait for you to meet her and also for you guys to hear even how we met and connected with each other. Fendi, welcome. I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone. Awesome. Hello, Michelle. It's so great to speak to you. So I think for everyone's benefit, my name is Pindile Shabangane. I know it sounds a little bit far. I am. <laughs> I am South African. I live in a in a. I don't want. I don't think it's a small. It's not a small town. It's a the city, but it has small town mentality and tendencies. Um, it's called Benoni, which is not too far out from Johannesburg, which I think everybody would be more familiar with. So I met Michelle in 2010 when she came to South Africa for the World Cup. <laughs> That's right. Yes. yes. <laughs> through a friend of mine that I met when she came to South Africa for a wedding through another friend who's Vietnamese American that was in South Africa on an internship and because we used to do capoeira together. So I met oh, him yes. when we went to Mozambique. It's weird, right? I didn't even meet him in South Africa. I met him on a trip. We all went to Mozambique. And we then became friends, and that's basically how I found my way to Michelle. Um, so exactly, <laughs> it was a little maze, you know. But you it made is, your way to me, and a, I made my way to you. You know, it is a maze, <laughs> but I, I, I think that's the yeah. that is the what is the beauty of having global citizenship is that you end up meeting people that you otherwise wouldn't meet through these sort of interchanges. Had I not been in Capoeira, I probably would have never met Anne, who's my Vietnamese-American friend, who then introduced me to Mahalia, who's one of Michelle's best friends type of situation. You know, it's, yeah, it's just been incredible to meet these people. And I think for me, what's been great about it is like, it's like people of light. And yeah, yeah those are the things that keep me going. I love meeting people of light. I love meeting people who just like make the world yeah. shine all the time. And for some reason, the tribe that I keep collecting as I'm moving through the world has been exactly that. So I'm not surprised why I'm here today either. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's so funny because even looking at like our connections, you know, like when you look through social media and you see our connections, I'm like, yes, all of these people bring me joy. We just keep that connection going. You know, that global citizenship is so strong. It's like, hey, where are you? I'm going to be in your country. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I think like this whole theme of meeting people through almost, it's like, you know, like a snowball type of thing. You just like <laughs> meet one yeah. person and then snowball <laughs> into something else. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, And I think that's, those are the type of things that make me feel fulfilled is yes. connecting with human beings. And mm, the work mm -hmm. that I do, um, so I work in the young talent space. So I work in, do things like grad programs, internships, that sort of space. And I think a big part of that is connecting with people because you really need to understand um, where people are coming from. And I think just the dynamics of South Africa in itself or just Africa in general is mm. we've got such a massive young population 
and mm-hmm. there's not a lot of opportunities available. I mean, like I'm, I'm talking about formal opportunities, obviously. For me to be in a position where I get to actually like be a catalyst for change for somebody's life, you know, like almost helping or enabling change in people's family lives. I almost feel guilty that it's like a drag of some sort. <laughs> some sort. <laughs> Where I'm but, like, you, oh, but you know, you're the perfect person for it. It's like a connector, yeah, you know, like yeah, that conduit yeah, yeah. that people come through you or you know people or you've met so many people and you get like, oh, this person might be good for you to know or this person or that you even have knowledge of like d- different jobs or like you say, like the different experiences that they may fall into. You're like, oh yeah, maybe you should try yeah, this or try yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's, it's so crazy because... I grew up as an introvert <laughs> and the thing is no one <laughs> believes it. And I'm like, guys, I hardly spoke. Like you must ask my family. I would be with my family. I would just be like nonstop blah, 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 all the time. <laughs> but anything outside of that, I was just that quiet person. Cause even like my, my maternal family, they don't know me. They know my sister. I've got an older sister who's about six years older than me. They know her. Okay. So yeah. they're like, Oh, who's this mm-hmm. one? And my mom has to explain who I am. And they're like, Okay, we don't know her. And I'm like, Yeah, that's because half the time I'm hiding. I don't like strangers. <laughs> right. But- <laughs> you know, and <laughs> it's sometimes shocking, yes, when people say that they're an introvert, but you really can be both. Yeah, because, yeah you can. You I can. Mean, sometimes like you say you just want to hide or observe i'm very outgoing but i can be strategically outgoing yeah you know like if i'm in a room (laughs) and i see like someone in the corner who's like alone and shy i'm like boom that's who i'm going that is exactly i'm like oh yeah it's like let me help you be welcome here so then i'm like talking to people but i'm not connecting with the most robust person in the room up on the stage but sometimes I do like to be on the stage because I do also like attention (laughs) (laughs) you know don't always shy away from the attention but it can be exhausting yeah being up in front of everybody yeah yeah. exactly exactly it's weird trying to explain to people that I'm actually a part of me is very introverted like that never mm-hmm. you pindi and i'm like no guys <laughs> i literally have to work yeah. at this extrovert thing it's not it's not a thing that i just do naturally like i literally have had to learn over time because i think you know realizing the downside of being an introvert is you sometimes lose out on being able to make certain connections and you see the benefit of you know how people that are a little bit more outward a little bit more like putting themselves out there how they sometimes win. And I think for me, that's probably what I've observed that, oh, okay, so if I do a little bit more of that, let me see how that works out. And it's become a, it's a practice that, you know, it's a practice. It's something that as you go, you're like, okay, cool. I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with it. Let me see how, how much further I push it. And eventually it's just become a thing that happens naturally. And I think by virtue of the work that I do, I've mm. just almost become second nature to me to just switch on the switch. I mean, it doesn't right. happen all the time. Because, yeah. like, recently, I've been having moments where I'm at an event and it happened um, earlier mm. on in the year. So, uh, the organization I work with, they host this big competition on an annual basis and they do a cocktail dinner for the, for the participants, or rather, the finalists. And I got to this event and I literally just shrank into a corner. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have been looking for yes, you. Yes, <laughs> observing, like literally observing, holding mm-hmm. my holding my glass, just thinking, "Oh my goodness, this is a lot." And I was like, "You need to get out of the shell. Please get out of the shell. Please get out of the shell." 
eventually I saw someone I knew and I was like, okay, let me go anchor myself there so that at least I can draw strength. Baby steps. Yeah, let me go to yeah. draw strength from that person. And as soon as I, you know, I hung on to that person and they then introduced me to someone and I got a little bit more comfortable and I was like, okay, great. Now I can work the room. But like, it's those sort of things that people don't see. Right. They just yeah. assume that you're like this all the time. And, you know, and I think... Like yeah. what you're saying, we are drawn to people that generally will be in the corner because we understand how that feels. Exactly. Yes. Like sometimes I have to force myself, you know, like I literally have to be like, just do it. Okay. Just go and do it. I'll be like thinking and overthinking it in my head. Oh man. Okay. I'm not ready or I'm not the right person to do this. But then I'm like, okay, just shut up and just go do it. Exactly. And, and, <laughs> and, and, when, you force and when you show up, yeah. you show up, but it, it, but it takes a lot. And I think that's the thing people sometimes misunderstand when they see us looking so awesome and they're like, oh, that's so easy. And you're like, it is not easy. This took a lot. Right. <laughs> All I want to do is They're go like, you're such a see. natural. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I want to hide for the lockdown. Please don't call me again. (laughs) But like, it was so exhausting. I I tell people a lot sometimes, like, my niece would ask me, she's like, Auntie Mimi, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. And she's like, You're not watching TV? I'm like, Nope. She's like, You're not listening to music? I'm like, Nope. I am literally doing nothing because I just have to recover from all this stuff that I've done all week long. And I'm like, I just need a break from myself. <laughs> no, we we in we in event season at the moment. So in in the space that I'm in, I've been invited to all these breakfast meetings and everything. And last week, Wednesday, um, on the train on my way to work, I realized this is like nine thirty in the morning. I realized that I had a breakfast. I was supposed to have been at a breakfast at seven thirty that morning, oh, no. but I'm also like headed in an opposite direction. I don't even know how I missed that. But I then realized my energy levels were also not ready to be there because yeah. I had already been to two social events that Friday, the Friday prior to that. So that Friday, I was at a breakfast meeting. After the breakfast meeting, we went to a high school. Oh, awesome experience. Those kids were amazing. That was in Naisna. I actually just decided to do an impromptu trip to Naisna. So Naisna, the beauty of living <laughs> in South Africa is that we have got a country that has got almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> as tiny as we are, we have got the best of everything. There's this um, place called Naisna, which is very, it's like, it's very lush. It's got beaches. It's got like, it's just beautiful, like beautiful landscape. Um, so friends of mine have moved there recently. Um, and I was like, okay, you know what? I need a break. Let me just go. And I went to visit them for the weekend. Oh, but, wow. you know, I just spend a lot of time like recharging while I was there also getting some dog love because they've got two dogs um oh, and you cute. know about it yeah animal <laughs> therapy I was like I believe in this thing it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> well, my friends have pets and I'm like I don't have any I don't want any but I will come and visit you and I would feel that love from the like the dogs you know it's so sweet yeah I think by that Wednesday and I don't know how I missed it because I think I looked at my my Thursday calendar but my body was like even if you had gone there you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been okay after because it was just it felt like it was going to be a lot next week there's like I don't know how many events and just like looking at all these invitations and thinking about oh, oh wow. I need to be physically present in all these spaces just felt like <laughs> I don't know if my body's ready for this I don't know if like just my my whole person is ready for all of this and I think coming out of this whole COVID season that we've been in it's it's become much yeah. harder to 
show up physically in a lot of spaces because yeah. already like you know we're trying to reintegrate with our families we're trying to reintegrate with our friends and now you've got like all these other people that you don't even know that you right random people that you yeah. don't you know yeah. necessarily want to be around exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm spending my precious oxygen and my you know putting on underwear and bras and stuff to go be around people because i work from home and i'm like it's so comfy and then when i go outside i'm like Oh, I got to strap <laughs> up and like put on pants, like real pants. I mean, going to the office as it is is a lot, you know, and now you have to go meet people that don't even know you. And it's like, okay, you're going to judge me by just like face value. Mm-hmm. Now I need to think about this too much. But like, it's, it's, oh my it's, goodness. it's those sort of things. It's I, I think we take for granted and we sometimes don't read. I'm supposed to be working towards being a coach. Um <laughs> <laughs> supposed yeah. to be. Well, girl, you are working towards being to a coach, right? <laughs> and the one thing that I've that I loved about my coach training was always being able to ask our clients how they're feeling things physically. Because mm-hmm. we oftentimes don't actually introspect with our physical. We spend so much time thinking about this, how I'm thinking about a thing or this, how I'm, I'm feeling about a thing in this, you know, just in the space, but you never think, how is it sitting in my body? And because Mm -hmm. I'm so aware of like how are things sitting in my body, I'm starting to read where I am based on how, how things are sitting in my body. So it's like, I'm feeling very heavy in my shoulders and now I'm supposed to be out with people. How am I going to be feeling post all of this? Because now that means it's exhausted. It's a, it's a whole lot of other things. It's been such an interesting journey going through like, you know, coaching. And I've just recently come out of, um, of a burnout cycle or rather, Mm. Uh, recovering from burnout and just yeah. sitting with myself for so long and like I'm just gonna say I swear by long-term therapy I never thought I would say this in my life as much as I'm a psychology oh, yeah. major <laughs> <laughs> yes yes we think it's like something that we can do to help others but like we need it too I, I have actually realized the benefits of being in long-term therapy it is the most life-changing thing and I would recommend it to anyone I think I used to so I used to go to therapy for like those four or five sessions and like okay great this is this is great I spoke to someone and now I can go carry on with my life but now you get back into that cycle of "Mm, I'm not feeling great again let me go back to this person whereas now I I mean I started seeing my coach at the onset of my burnout and this was me literally going I don't know what else to do because I'm, I'm struggling to function to a point where beginning of the year I was like Something says we should stop these sessions, but I feel like I need you. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And now the conversations we have is like, I'm I'm unfolding in a different way. Um, So when I entered my therapy sessions, the conversation was, or rather the objective was for me to clear out the gutters, as I called it. I was like, I'm coming here to clear out my gutters because there's been so many things that have been accumulating over these years these past 30, I think at the time was like 37, 38 years, I've been accumulating all this emotional baggage, trauma experiences, you name it. And now I'm at a point where I'm feeling so burnt out. And I think my my coaching, my coach training actually broke me, <laughs> which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Because I mean, for me to be an effective coach, there's, there's certain things that I also need to, to let go of. Right. To experience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So just sitting with someone and and moving through your life I mean I went back memories from like 1989 to a certain experience which is like one of my first memories 
Mm-hmm. Every time I think about myself as a child, that's the first memory that comes and it's like a trauma experience. Yeah, yeah. And having to work through what that means for my life and yeah. having to work through all other things, you know, like even like parent-child relationships. How has mm-hmm. my relationship with my father affected me? How has my relationship with my mom affected me? How have all of these other things, things that have happened at work, you know, relationship-related experiences, all of these, and moving through all of that with someone for like, what, 18, almost 24 months this year. Every every time you're like bringing out a new layer of yourself that you didn't even realize that, oh, I didn't even realize I have, I have to work work through this. I didn't even realize that thing is actually affecting me in some sort of way. Yeah. Oh, and you never realized never it might be a scam. Yeah. yeah, you mm. know, and the, the, the funny thing is my therapist, so, <laughs> you know how it is, especially like in the black community, we're very much about, you know, go find, um, find practitioners that are black because they'll understand you a little bit better. So my therapist is a Afrikaans man. So an, a man and Afrikaans. <laughs> if anybody has, understands Af- South Africa and what Afrikaans means in the black <laughs> community, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you'd the probably opposite. be like, that is, that is crazy, right? <laughs> and, and it's between him and my coaching mentor. Both mm-hmm. of them Afrikaans males, uh-huh. uh, which is like, I mean, in the spectrum of things, there's like, these are two complete opposites, but these people have probably been like the best things that have happened in my life. And it's been, it's been crazy. My therapist is also like, we're going through this whole, I think we've moved away from psychology to spiritual in the way that we move through my, my healing. It's been amazing. Hence why I'm saying like, I would recommend long-term therapy to anyone, not because you are trying to fix yourself in some sort Mm -hmm. of way, but I think there's a great way for you to see yourself in the mirror in a different way. No, I I agree. I think it's something that a lot of people would benefit from of continuing having an ongoing, you know, therapist or someone to talk to. And I know here in the States, sometimes like it's kind of frowned upon in the black community. I think only recently it's become more open. And I think the newer generation also is very much more open to therapy and open to, like you say, maybe finding black therapy or, you know, someone else that they could talk to or relate to. But I think a lot of also what happened with the the lockdown is that people were isolated. And like, even just recently, I think, was it the CDC saying that, oh, loneliness is a big problem. I think it's received a little better now when we talk about therapy here, but how is it received there as well? Same, same, same. Yeah, the African diaspora is the same, man. (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) We come from the same place and we have the same, you know, like, yeah, because like some people here would be like, oh, what do you need a therapist for? You could talk to your mom or talk to your sister. I'm like, right, right. Pray about it. And I'm like, yes, I will pray about it. But also I may be talking about my mom or my sister or my cousin, (laughs) you know, so you need that objective person who not only can reflect you to yourself, but also challenge you. Sometimes your friends are like, oh no, girl, he's wrong for that. No, no, no. You know, like, and they'll agree, agree, agree. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's a beautiful way and a healthy, healthy way that we need to take care of ourselves. The one thing that I've realized is also that whole cost factor of it. Because if, th- if we think about, I mean, our relationship with money is, is so different from people who've 
been around access for generations. I mean, I think most of us as Black people are how we're grappling with, with money and understanding the value of investing in certain things is it's new because we've been in very survivalist type of modes over generations and it obviously gets passed on and I think that's probably part of it that okay you're gonna go pay someone to listen to you what is that (laughs) (laughs) exactly right I could get a new purse or I could tell someone a problem that I already know what the issue is because it's their fault it's not my fault so I gotta pay you to tell me that if you really need someone to listen to you, there's a lot of people out here that will do it for free. <laughs> yes. And I know that's a big concern here too. So I like try to give people different resources, like maybe a free resource or like, because health insurance doesn't always cover it here either. So you're coming out of pocket. And so, yeah, it definitely is another concern. But I mean, like if you make that investment in a good pair of shoes because you don't want to walk around in bad shoes, then yeah, same with, you know, our, our mental health. It's worth it. Yeah. No, I, I had I actually had to get through that battle, that financial battle of whew, so I'm I'm meant to pay hundred dollars per session, is that a, you know, like it's that sort of thing where you're like, whew, that's every month. You want us to meet twice a month? Okay, I don't know. I had to get over that. Yeah, I had to get over that too. Because I'm like, I'm too busy. Because my therapist wanted to go to weekly. And I was like, weekly? I'm like, I don't even have time to go to... Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, it took a crisis. It took a crisis for me to say, I will rather forfeit everything else and get the help that I need. And now it's become that you are part of... I even said it to, to, to my therapist. I'm like, listen... You're part of my budget now, like standard. Whatever happens, we'll we'll have to move other things out. I won't go to dinner. Um, I won't have yeah. I'm not gonna have great wine. We have great wine in South Africa, by the way. Anybody who loves wine out there, come to South Africa. You see, I'm even doing a promo for tourism. Um, come to South Africa. We have got beautiful, affordable wine. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have me come back sooner than I expected. I need, I mean, the, the beauty, the nature, the wine, the cities, everything. Oh, the beaches. We have, we have, we even have snow sometimes, you know, it's not that hot here. Uh, we actually are in the middle of winter and we are all struggling, especially as they live in, in, in Gauteng and yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's. I can't. And it's only me. That was one thing I wasn't prepared for. I was like, oh, when did we come? It was like July or August. And I was like, I'll bring a jacket. You know, I'm so cute. And then I'm like, oh, it's colder than I thought. <laughs> I need like a scarf or something. When when I when I experienced I when I experienced um the American winter in two thousand nine, I thought I was gonna die. I thought <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how do these people enjoy this? What is wrong with them? <laughs> and the thing is, I it was my first time in the US as as an adult because we were, I was there, I think, when I was 10 years old with my parents, but we came in the summer. A friend of mine was getting married in Birmingham, Alabama, but I, I thought to go to New York first before I moved down to Birmingham. And mm-hmm. I, I packed like a South African where I literally had two two full suitcases for two weeks because I made sure that I'm going to be as warm as possible because I, I I didn't know what to expect. As as soon as I came out of the subway, I was like, please somebody take me back. <laughs> take me back home. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> 
Oh no. <laughs> then the jet lag came and I was like this is not a great idea can I just go back home oh. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so bad. So I was, I was, oh, I was telling no. my friend um, how it's so funny the way that I I dressed to go out. So we do layers because it's just like you layer, layer, layer because we don't have central heating. But yeah, that lifestyle is very foreign <laughs> in South Africa, except for people that have got the funds to warm up their houses very well. But yeah, so I had like all these layers, and I'd go out with my friends get to a place and it's hot and it's hot indoors and now I'm like I've got a pile of clothes in take the corner everything. somewhere it's like layer up and then layer <laughs> off and take everything no, off I literally, and then it's like oh I literally got undressed I'd be like okay let me go to the bathroom remove my remove my thermals under my pants so I'd remove the thermals <laughs> I'd remove my vest I remove whatever other uh-huh. layer I had and just have like the one and then it's like, okay, now we're leaving the place. Okay, now I need to go get dressed because we're going outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what's taking so long? We're like, no, don't worry. I'm almost ready. Yeah. No, no it was the quiz. So yeah. I, will, I will never, sorry to all my friends in the US, please don't ever invite me anytime in winter. I'm not coming. I am not, I'm not coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So you've already been inducted into that. You'd be like, okay, I know what I'm getting into. No, I have, I have a Canadian, I have a Canadian friend as well. And she's like, Oh, Pindisha. I was like, yeah, no, I don't think I want to come to Canada. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a great idea. <laughs> be like, no, it's even colder up there than it is here in New York. Yeah. When, when I see as soon as I see like full white and it looks like it, there's no trees, there's no green, there's no color mm, for long. Thank you, yeah. thank you very much. But we will have, continue having a virtual relationship <laughs> unless we meet somewhere warm. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm all American butcher, butcherizing your name. <laughs> yes, it's, it's so my, my, the H in my name is, is silent. It's Pindide. Yeah, Pindide, yeah. So the H is silent. I, oh, trust me, I've been, I've been called lots of things. Um, especially when I speak to people in the UK, we start every meeting with me doing name corrections and saying, okay, the, the H is silent. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's important. Back in the day, you know, some of my friends would be like, oh, whatever, just say whatever. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want to like, I want to be right. I want to understand. <laughs> no, I, and, and I'm very mindful uh, of that because, you know, for, for most cultures, how we, our names say a lot about who we are and, and our stories. So I was named by my great grandmother. So my grandmother's, my paternal grandmother's mother, because okay. my parents had another daughter. So Ukpinda in my language, which is Zulu, means to repeat. So it's mm. almost like mm-hmm. which is basically like they've made another girl or repeated another girl. So that's why I'm Pindile. Um, I'm the second of two girls. So that's that's why my name is. So it's it's when you don't pronounce it properly or say it properly, it takes away the meaning it of means what my something name else. is. Yes. So I think that's, yeah, that's, I'm very conscious around, you know, understanding how to pronounce people's names, how to say it, because it's, it's very rooted in, yes. in who they are and there's a story behind the names. So, yeah, so I completely get, get where you're coming from, making that effort because it actually makes a big difference um, when you're named correctly. I heard on radio that there was some interview, I think it was in the UK or something, and the, the newsreader or the journalist didn't say the person's name correctly. I think she was Nigerian or something of Nigerian origin. 
um, she was like, no, we're not going to move on with this interview until you learn to say my name. She's like, yeah, but I tried. I did say whatever the shortened version is. And she's like, but that is not my full name. You need yeah. to say it properly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're not going to continue. And this p- person just could could not move from the fact that she's like, yeah, but it's not easy. She's like, well, it, your name's not easy either. And I'm saying it. <laughs> exactly. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is important to, to, to recognize and respect people by using their names. You know, I'm first generation going into multi-racial schools, as we call them, or what they were called that. So I think you guys did this like in the 50s or something. So in South Africa, it was like, yeah, like 60s, late, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. late, uh, late 80s, early 90s. So to be like, you know, a black child in schools like that. And having parents that always said, when you go to school, you need to make sure people know how to pronounce these things. So like these things become very important because even like in how we understand language, it's very different because we were never, like our language of instruction has always been English. So your home language has never been a language of instruction or language of education at any point. So almost like there's, you know, like you live a very dual type of, like you live in duality a lot of the time. And I, unfortunately, because I've lived in too many environments, I mean, I'm I'm Zulu, but my mom is Mobedi, is, is Mobedi, so like already I'm like speaking two different languages. I'm not exposed to my actual cultural language, which is, which is Zulu. So that mm-hmm. in itself has got its own dynamics. So I've had to like literally teach myself how to read and write both both my maternal and paternal language. Um, whereas English has been something that has been taught that, I, you know, I can articulate myself very well, all these things, but I... I have to force myself to learn the languages that actually make me who I am so that I can fully understand and embrace myself as a as a full African, right? It's, it's insane. Not insane in such a way, but it's, it's good. But at the same time, it's like, wow, the, you know, the world is moving in a way where we almost have to like hold on to certain parts of who we are in the best way that we can. It's kind of like mind-blowing. Yeah. Even one of the young men I was talking to this weekend, he has a podcast. Well, he has a show where they, um, he's from Mali. And he was saying where he speaks in his language, where a lot of people speak French, but and a lot of the young people don't know the language that he's like speaking. So it's almost like explaining and educating them as he goes when he speaks of like current issues or um, different things going on back home. So I was like, that is interesting. Even... For the youth today who are interested in like learning more about, like you say, both sides of their family or about their history, that sometimes we definitely have to take it upon ourselves to learn because it's not taught in schools, not even here, you know, a, a lot of times. So <laughs> we're always arguing and discussing education and what should be taught in the school and, and what is decided on isn't always what's best for, I, I would say, for our community or for our families. Yeah. So that's something yeah. that we have yeah. to, to take on. Yeah. yeah. Pindale. Yeah, Pindale. Yeah. But we'll get there. Pindale. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Pindele. I know, like, oh, even some of my Spanish friends are like, it's the accents. You have to, like, you know, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to try. I'm still trying. Mm, apparently, <laughs> it's the best way to learn language is to understand the rhythm of the language. And that's how you start saying the the words better. Instead of thinking of it in your own language, in the rhythm of your own language, you you listen to the rhythm of that actual language. Sometimes when I try, when I try Portuguese, people think I actually can't speak Portuguese. I'm like, nope. I only know like five sentences. I can say five things and. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we could work on our Portuguese together. (laughs) 
maybe we can go to Brazil and immerse ourselves in the language. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, honey, thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm sure that, you know, people will really enjoy our conversation. And we might even have to do another conversation. That would be because, great. You know, I've got lots to share, like I said to you. Uh, I'm a, I think I'm a very multidimensional person and you can never really get just one thing out of me. Um, and I think that's the one thing that makes me unique. Uh, like I said, living in duality puts you in so many different spaces. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish you all the best on your journey because you. it is a journey unpacking it all and just loving ourselves and being reconnected and like you say, healing. And like we've been through so much throughout our lives that this is, you know, these next set of years ahead of us, you know, are the ones that we want to embrace and enjoy. So every day at a time, oh, one day at a time. Thank you, Mimi Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, darling. <laughs> All righty. Well, everyone, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining Improper Mimi, where we talk about things that empower women at home, work, and play. We hope that you guys enjoyed our conversation today. And feel free to, you know, send us any comments comments or questions that you might have. Enjoy your day. Bye.